And here we go. The Sprista's Goose. <laughs> I don't apocalypse on Shabbos. <laughs> Trump Shabbos. <laughs> I say that doesn't sound like too good of a story for him then. <laughs> yes, it's an 80s film, but it's a quintessential 80s film. That motherfucker gets me excited about science. But yes, I, I do think that this movie requires a couple more views. I have the same cup size as Doc Hawk. <laughs> Give me my sandwich. <laughs> no crusts. Was it an instant classic for you? Uh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moviegoers of all ages, welcome to the Don't Be Crazy Podcast. I'm Justin Cavender, and with me as always is Mr. Zachary Rancourt. Here we discuss and dissect what makes a film... Past or present, absolutely amazing, or just pure rubbish. All that we ask of each other, don't be crazy. Don't be crazy, Zach. Don't be crazy, Justin Sully. I see you. (laughs) No, I see you. (laughs) That's creepy, because we don't have our webcams up, you son of a bitch. (laughs) I watch you every night when you sleep. You're kind of like you're kind of like the police there, not the real police, but like the band, the police. Oh, you're like Sting, always watching me. Yeah, <laughs> he does that. He He's does got that. Binoculars. Uh, hey man, how's it going? Fabulous, no complaints. Good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all hopped up on taurine. Oh, isn't that from bull testicles? Maybe and cat food. I, and... I don't know. That, that's that's a that's a made up stat. That's like when people said. Uh, yellow five would make your wiener smaller when we were in elementary school. Isn't that so. fascinating that you learned that in elementary and, and I learned it in junior high? It's like yeah. that, that's the kind of that's pre-internet and that kind of news travels that fast. That's incredible. I know, right? That's crazy to think that we had no internet back in the day. I know. It's like that episode of South Park when they're in the dark ages and very great grapes of wrath. I don't like um, it. Yeah. Even, hey, even if I went to like <laughs> Walden Pond, I would fucking ruin the place by installing internet. <laughs> I can't. I have to have it. I can't. Yeah. If I were to be like a transcendentalist for like a day, I would die. I yeah. have to have internet. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to check your Instagram. You got to see how many likes you have. Ooh. I got like six likes, man. I'm I'm insta famous. Hey, that's single digits, baby. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> Um, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I recently got engaged. That's exciting. Oh, I know. Cue the Uncle Jesse sound from Full House. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Congratulations, man. I'm really excited for you guys. I think it'll be very, very fun. I'm going to crash the wedding, even though I'm probably going to be invited. So, (laughs) we're just getting married so we can be on a wife swap. We actually live in Utah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing. Sorry to anybody who lives in Utah. It's a beautiful country. (laughs) It it is. I I remember one time I had to land in Utah for a hot minute, and this nice lady next to me was telling me all about how dust and pollution is a real problem because of science. What? (laughs) It, it, it It gets stuck in Salt Lake City, and people can't can't breathe i don't know so she probably listened to our interstellar episode then right yeah (laughs) it was it was cool it was it was her way of throwing that in there i got i got a little lesson (laughs) that's good man i did a uh i did a spartan race um yeah and it was uh it was fun it was eight miles and it was 25 uh obstacles um, oh my god! Just to prove how much of a man I am, and I chewed cool. beef jerky the whole time. What kind of obstacles and... <laughs> were you like? You run and then you gotta do like twenty-five jumping jacks and then keep going, kind of thing. Uh, no, way harder than that. There was, uh, I mean, there was like tire flips, and you had to carry tire flips. Oh yeah, you had to carry buckets of rocks, and you know what? Actually, I think I got. Um, <laughs> I was in the slave trade. That's actually what it was. It wasn't the Spartan race. So, um, you had to throw spears. You had to climb. Sorry. Expensive. Climb like eight foot walls and stuff, and uh, do rope climbs. I was pretty happy with myself. I congratulations. Posted some pictures. Yeah, it was fun. It was hard doing it by myself because my friend bitched out. Yeah, that's right, Aaron. You bitched out. I hope he hears that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was really cool. So I highly recommend it. Just make sure that you're in shape for it because it sucked at points. 
I bet. Did you have to do a barrel roll? <laughs> no. But Slippy saved me. <laughs> Your father saved me like that too, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> or Peppy. Uh, yeah, Peppy and Falco. And Falco and Everybody. Bunny and Foxy. I guess I should say thanks. Every time he said that, I was like, I'm going to shoot you, Falco. <laughs> when I played that game, I was like, man, there's a lot of triangles in this game. <laughs> there were so many triangles. <laughs> okay. The graphics are amazing. The visual the, uh... effects, just like the amazing visual effects in James Cameron's Avatar from 2009. That's... Not, not the last airbender, right? <laughs> no, with the arrow on the head. I don't get it. He's like, it's like bun in the oven, and there's an arrow pointing down to his head. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I don't get it. I hate it. But yes, Avatar. This is like the number one movie of all time at the box office by a long shot. I don't know if anything's going to come close to this for a very long time. And I say that knowing full well that Avengers Endgame is coming out a week from today. Uh, I just think that $2.7 billion is just Dr. Evil money, and nothing can touch that. <laughs> um, I read a thing that Fandango said that it was the highest grossing pre-sale that they've ever done. Um, so I think that it's going to... It, I, I pr- think it's going to eclipse Avatar. I already I, have my... Really? My, you think so? I, yeah. I don't know, man, because this was a time when 3D was like a really big deal. Yeah. And IMAX was a really big deal. And I remember it was like $25, $27 to go <clears throat> see this movie. Yeah. And so I don't think that ticket sales uh, are the same as dollar amounts in this case. Because well, like, it's just one of weird, it's a weird thing when it's a packed house and everyone paid $25 to go see it versus, you know, $10 to go see it on a regular show. So, but mind you that this came out 10 years ago, and so um, inflation was different. Uh, it, it wasn't $25 to see. I do remember it was expensive, but it's because it was expensive at the time. No, um, but if you, if you went and saw an IMAX 3D experience like I did, it was, it was $25 at my theater. Well, that was in California, too. I guess I, it just depends, because for me, I think it was like $15, and, and, I was, and I saw it IMAX 3D. I saw it three times in theaters, because... Man, you must really love this movie. Well, we'll get to that <laughs> three times. Um, so good. I uh, one of them was on a date and I was trying to make out with a girl. But then I realized, what am I doing? And so I just enjoyed the movie instead. Um, the other two, I can't remember. I was with a friend and then I think I saw it like alone or something. But okay, um, what's important to note, though, is that two billion of these dollars came from foreign box offices. Yeah, that's so huge. this is what the rest of the world wants to see. It was only 760, I say only, it was 760 million <laughs> here in the United States. So, I mean, that's only 27% of the total gross. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really think Endgame is going to just destroy. I, I mean, I already have two tickets pre-bought, and it hasn't even come out yet. Well, so you're I... just buying tickets so it beats Avatar. <laughs> you, don't, yeah. you, don't even, you don't even want to see it that bad. You're just like, whatever, I'm, 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 I got the money. I'm going to direct message Bill Gates and say, hey, man, uh, I have this dream to <laughs> eclipse Avatar. <laughs> so can we just go buy every theater in Seattle for four months, please? The other uh, thing about this movie, though, that Avatar, um, a reason, a big reason why it made so much money is because it was in theaters for so long. Like yeah, it, ha- right. it, it had it had a good like six month run, honestly, in theaters. Um, and, uh, and, and that re- is the same way, though. Titanic yeah. you know, came out in December and it wasn't until April of the next year that it got dethroned and that was by lost in space of all things <laughs> danger will robinson true story it was like 19 weeks at number one in the box office well you can't that's a, that's a big deal yeah that's a, that's a boat that's a boat um yeah With spoilers <laughs> <laughs> jesus <laughs> and sam jackson gets off of it so um all right so uh, this movie stars Sam Worthington as Jake Sully, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, Michelle Rodriguez, Giovanni Rabisi, or as I like to call him, Phoebe's brother, uh, Joel David Moore, who also plays JD in Grandma's Boy, and I just realized it's probably because his name is Joel David. Huh. The more you know. Uh, the more you know! <laughs> CCH Pounder, 
Wes Studi, who's been in a ton of movies. Um, Laz Alonzo, Dalip Rao, and then I'm not even going to say the Marine because he just sucked. But anyways, um, <laughs> they uh, <clears throat> a, a pretty pretty heavy cast. They were not as well known, the majority of them, other than like Sigourney Weaver and stuff, um, because this movie took about four years to make. And Sam Worthington was a, you know, this is one of his first roles, I believe. Yeah. Um, and so he was he was young. Um, now he's old because it took so long to make. And he's not doing great work, and he has never really done any great work. So I like that one Unabomber show that he was on on Netflix, Manhunt or something like that. And like um, Paul Bettany is oh, Unabomber. You mean Vision? <laughs> yeah, he's chasing after him. I didn't was, give a shit. I didn't good. give a shit when he died. When Vision died in Infinity War, I did not give a shit. I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Just uh, West Studi. Let's talk about him really fast. He is dynamite. He was in Heat. He was in Last Last of the Mohicans. Oh my god, he's amazing. He was also in the the unaired episode Mystery Men. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> remember. <laughs> I forgot about that. That movie is uh, not so good. To jump to one place, you must place the jump or something yeah. like that. <laughs> so dope. It's awesome. Shut up. No, it was great. Um, Wolves, who's in that too? Yeah, he's he's been in a lot. He's a, he's a very he's a dedicated or a decorated actor and dedicated. In, um, in um, the Doors, he's credited as Indian in Desert. Oh, <laughs> that ain't, that ain't right. You know, I've never actually seen The Doors, uh, but I do remember the part from Wayne's World 2 when they have the half-naked Indian and uh, Jim Morrison showing up. So <laughs> I know that they, they pulled that from The Doors. Obviously, it was a farce, but right. yes. I saw uh, his uh, gravesite, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison? Really? Yeah. Where was it at? Pierre Lachaise in Paris. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I did not know that. You know, all these people were posting all these photos of them at um, uh, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there was that bad, that horrible fire uh, earlier this week. And part of me really wanted to post a photo, but I was so concerned that people might think like, oh, I'm just posting because I was there. But I have to say that it is one of my favorite places in the entire world. And I'm not even religious. It was just a thing of beauty. And uh, a tear almost came to my eye just standing in front of it. It was literally gorgeous. And when I found out that it was on fire, I was heartbroken. And then I see all these tweets about people saying, oh, people be like, oh, I was on vacation in Paris. Look at me at Notre Dame. No one gives a fuck and blah, blah, blah. And that offended me because as someone that has been there and just remember how beautiful it really was, um, I was heartbroken. And I wanted to share my photo, but I didn't want to be lumped in to some category where someone would be like, oh, he's just bragging. It's like, yeah. no way, dude. It's a beautiful place. That's what the internet does, though. I mean, I know it's so toxic. Try to, try to kick people down a peg just for their own agenda. It's yeah. uh, it's crazy. So full circle back to what we <laughs> what we were talking about earlier in terms of what would we do without the internet? We'd we'd live a lot happier. <laughs> we'd have a lot less bullying. It'd be real bullying, not cyberbullying. <laughs> Good old fashioned bullying. <laughs> yeah, with pain and physical pain. <laughs> Fuck bullies. People, um, be, people be knocking down my trees and taking my unobtainium. <laughs> so, uh, this amazing film, Avatar. You it, said uh, it right there. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, Avatar. It um, it won for Best Achievement in Cinematography, Best achievement, achievement in Visual Effects, and Best Achievement in Art Direction from the Academy Awards. Now, with that being said, the Academy Awards have given us such amazing movie winners like Bohemian Rhapsody, which, oh man, wow, what a, what a gem. Oh, yeah, you, don't, you don't like Queen. I love Queen. I, just didn't, <laughs> I thought that movie was very VH1 level. I felt like I was watching it like on... E, a, true Hollywood story? Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like it was made and like... I don't know, Matthew Lawrence should have been in it, or the Lawrence brothers from the Disney Channel should have been in it. Or like, it was oh, ridiculous. I like the Lawrence brothers. Uh, me too. <laughs> but it was ridiculous. The guy from Blossom? Blossom, yeah. yeah. He had it an was... album. I had it. No big deal. Oh, I didn't have it. I, I watched all the Disney movies that he was in, like Horse Sense and stuff like that. No, that's just good sense. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so, uh, in terms of uh, where they're going with Avatar, though... Uh, so, wait, wait, were you taking away the Academy's credibility because of previous yes. winners? Is that what you were getting at? Yes, I won't take away the fact that I completely agree, and I think unanimously everyone can agree, that this film was beautiful. It was breathtaking. It was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Um, it was worth the price of admission for the visuals alone. Now, does that make it a good movie? No. That is my, <laughs> that is my, that is my starting point and my ending point. And you're but not what change. makes what makes a good movie? So, so <laughs> let's define this really fast. All right, all right. So, let's so get a fundamental <laughs> understanding of what makes a good movie. So, typically, what I'll say for a good film is something that is entertaining, that you thoroughly enjoy, and that can spark some sort of of conversation between you, friends, and whoever else. Now, this checks all those boxes. I was going to say, but, we're doing all those things but, right now. <laughs> but this was garbage. <laughs> the, so, So the biggest thing that, that sucked about this movie was the yeah. story. Because I think you need a strong story. You can have your three-arc hero story or anything like that, or you can have a five-arc hero story. Um, this movie was recycled garbage, and they didn't do anything with that. Yes, they gave a, a, a beautiful um, rendition of, of Pocahontas, Dances with Wolves, and Ferngully, but that's exactly it. They had four years to develop this film, and they it's almost like they forgot about the story. They're like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> and they decided to put something together really quick. It, 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 it's insane to me because... I think that what they're doing here is Cameron is all about style over substance for this. I'm not saying that style over substance won't work because I look at movies like Scott Pilgrim or Kill Bill or Sin City, and those movies are great. The story is awesome. They the have. President. <laughs> the... <laughs> You're thinking of a different movie. <laughs> um, but it can. <laughs> I know. I just can't help it. Anytime we start naming movies, I just want to say Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> President. Uh, love me some hateful eight reference. Um, but it, but the style over substance can also fail hard. So in movies like you saw Sucker Punch, right? Yeah, I hated that movie. Right? Why? I, I liked the trailer, but then I hated the motion picture. Show. <laughs> why, why? Why? Why didn't you like it? Uh you know, it was a couple of weird things. Um, you know, the. So I saw it one time. But you know, so there's all these girls in the mental hospital. Yeah. And then they, they do what I think they refer to as like a dance. And then they go into this weird mental state. And then all the crazy is happening. Yeah. But uh, for me, if action is amazing and that's my focal point, I should be able to see it all in the 24 frames per second. I don't need to see anything slowed down and trying to be stylistic and and show me 13 different ways of one thing happening yeah i would just rather see it in the moment because for right. me it takes me out of the movie when the camera is telling me over and over and over again why this shot is supposed to be amazing it, it almost like oversimplifies it or dumbs it down and is trying to convey this message that i would have picked up had it taken place in the millisecond that it should have. Yeah. That's what it, drives me crazy with that movie. And Zack Snyder falls victim to that a lot. Ooh! He is, he is yeah. vi visually, he, he does a lot of really cool stuff, but he loves like slowing down things. Like look at all day long, yeah. 300. And yeah, I mean like when you watch 300 in real time, it's like 24 minutes, but it's slowed <laughs> down to the point where it's two hours. I know it's, I've seen some pretty good video essays on it and on, on some of Zack Snyder's work. And I, I mean, I like Snyder. I, it, I, I think he can he can do well for certain things. It's just that he can be a little over ambitious for stuff. Um, but so style over substance can fail pretty hard in certain situations too. And I, I think that um, you look at like Sin City, Scott Pilgrim, and Kill Bill, like I was saying, and they had really good stories. Now Kill Bill is a revenge story, but it's a different style <laughs> revenge story. Um, and and I, I think it was just executed well. I mean, Tarantino, one of his strongest points is his writing, right? So I don't know who... I can actually just check because we have the... James Cameron wrote it. Did James Cameron write it? Yeah. Uh, and it sucks because Cameron has... <laughs> see, 
Cameron Cameron has done this kind of stuff before, where he has created a film uh, that was groundbreaking, that was had never been seen before, and the story was great. Did you ever see a little indie film called Terminator Two? <laughs> Judgment Day. Yeah. It's it's quite small. I don't know if you've. I saw the one man play on ice. <laughs> um, that's still one of my favorite movies of all time. I I, I would argue it. that Terminator Two is the greatest action movie of all time. I think that's a pretty solid. You could have a pretty good argument for that. It is incredible. It's every rewatch of that film, you're still just like, this is so good, and it holds up. And that came out in what, like ninety two? Yeah. Wow. I mean. Yeah, back in '92, if Coach would have put me, <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything this time. I was gonna uh, be good. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it, it's but there, it was man. '91, by the okay. way. Okay, but even so, it's there, man, and and you can do it, and he's done it before. But it just seems like he threw this together for. <sighs> uh, but okay, so. Real quick, just to wait. Think. Hold on. Can we be, before we we jump into it? And I and I, I apologize for doing this already. Can we give a quick synopsis of of Aviator to people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got uh, Howard Hughes. <laughs> yeah. Can we, can we give a billionaire? He likes planes. He likes yeah. to spruce this goose. <laughs> Leo DiCaprio there. Yeah. Way in the future. Uh, am am I reading the synopsis? Yeah. Or are you... You read it. I mean, unless you... I, I can I can find one really quick. I don't even it. have one in front of me. All right, I got one. All right, so when his brother is killed in a robbery, paraplegic Marine Jake Sully decides to take his place in a mission uh, on the distant world of Pandora. There he learns of greedy corporate figurehead Parker Selfridge intentions of driving off the native humanoid Navi in order to mine for the precious material scattered throughout their rich woodland. In exchange for spinal surgery that will fix his legs, Jake gathers intel for the cooperating military unit spearheaded by gung-ho Colonel Quaritch. Colonel 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 Buffman. Never heard of him. While simultaneously attempting to ill Abraham Lincoln. While simultaneously attempting to infiltrate the Navi people with the use of an avatar identity. While Jake begins to bond with the native tribe and quickly falls in love with the beautiful alien, Neytiri, the restless colonel moves forward with his ruthless extermination tactics, forcing the soldiers to take a stand and to fight back in an epic battle for the fate of Pandora. And I actually just read you guys the plot synopsis to uh, Pocahontas and to The Last Samurai and to Ferngully. So, yeah, that was... uh, (laughs) Ooh, you're a strange little bug. (laughs) So, uh, cool. All right. Now we can get back into it. Um, Justin, what did you think of said film? Uh, all right, so I'm going to say that I like it. Um, both right after I saw it and then when I watched it again. But there are many things that add up to me saying, yes, I really enjoy this movie and I'm glad that I saw it. But, you know, you made a comparison with Cameron's work of Avatar and Terminator 2. Yes. And I think that they are in two different categories, because I feel like Terminator 2 is adult entertainment, whereas Avatar is family entertainment. Okay. And and I feel like Avatar's themes being whatever, love and the environment and, and you know, indigenous tribes being displaced, these are all things that kids could really learn and be receptive to and maybe, just maybe, they could um, change the world knowing uh, the impact that it'll have. Whereas adults like you and I can be a tad bit cynical and compare it to other stories that we've heard before. I feel like this one, with its amazing visual cues, can really send a powerful message to our our youth, and that is to protect our planet. So... I agree with you that uh, a big reason why I saw it three times when I was younger, because this what, 10 years ago, and I'm 30, almost two. So I was 21 uh, when I saw this. I didn't know left from right back in the day. Um, I was very impressionable. I looked at this, and all I saw was 3D spaceships flying at my face, and that's why I wanted <laughs> to see it. Um 
so yes, you could you could definitely get the family feel and effect in there, but I still don't think that Cameron was aiming towards that. I think it was his his agenda. His his agenda was the protect mother nature protect earth and that's not a bad thing but you can still create and 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 use your agenda but have a strong narrative and a, a good storyline behind it and we see directors do it all the time how could he not do that with a four-year time span like <laughs> he had so much time to do it he procrastinated on his homework on this one and he just threw a a, a basically changed a few words around from a couple stri- scripts and threw it in there and turned it in for a, a C plus. <laughs> but that's a passing grade. And that's man. being, and that's being generous. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. And I know they're different films, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that it, it's, it's storytelling and you can, you can still create a good story. Um, I listened to, um, what was I talking to? I was talking to like a friend about it. We were talking about different theories. My friend? Um, no, we don't. Uh, I don't. Oh, my I don't, internet friends? I don't have friends. Um, yeah, it was Smokey McPot 420XX69. I met him when I was playing Call oh, of Duty. That guy owes me like five bucks. <laughs> um, so we uh, we were talking though, and there's different things that you could have done with the plot. Like you could have made some higher stakes. Because one of my biggest gripes about this was this movie did not have any suspense. Like there was maybe one or two times when it was suspenseful, but um, you could have had higher stakes with Jake Sully. Like you could have had some sort of issue where um, he needed to convince the Neytiri to come to the base with them and, and I don't know, uh, work on some technology or something like that. Not a, <laughs> oh, we, we got to go into the tribe or maybe his brother could have been in love with her or something like that. Um, and then he assumed the role and he needed to fall in love with her again or something. I don't know. I mean, there's so many other options, man. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. I have, I've been doing this for two minutes. Cameron had four years. So, um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I, I think that you can do a lot more with it. And that was one of my biggest gripes of this film. And I'm not alone in that, in that sentiment. No, I, I agree. I mean, maybe I just, for me, I'm a simple creature and I am easily entertained. And I I don't think the story is all that complicated. There are there are natives and the, the outsiders clearly don't understand them. No. And the idea being, hey, go ahead and gain their trust and so you can convince them to get. <laughs> and uh, like hey dude check out check out this sweet land over here there's not as many trees but you could build one hell of a casino and yeah. a big parking lot over and we're here. gonna introduce alcohol to you because yeah. we're assholes um i mean I, I see all that but i think for me seeing this fantastical world with with all these amazing creatures and you know cameron has his way with his tech where you know, he's very much into the push-button technology and these sort of armored suits and and loaders like from that are reminiscent of aliens. Oh yeah, um, and don't you know. and don't get me wrong, I fucking love those. Like I love mech suits and I love like Aliens is one of my favorite movies of all time because Ripley is the greatest ever, and I love mech suits and shit, dude. So, but hey, go on, sorry. Sure, um, I. This planet is literally telling them you do not belong here. They can't even breathe the the oxygen that is on this planet. You know, they have to have these gas masks. Like, we as humans do not belong on Pandora. And that couldn't be made more clear. Yet, we have this way about us where we just want to kick down doors like we're the goddamn police and just do whatever we want. And um, I I feel like that can connect with a lot of people. And it's unfortunate in your case that you don't enjoy this movie for what it is. But at the same time, you know, there's the awesome music. I love all the, the plant life, the flora and fauna. Um, I think Zoe Saldana just gives it 110% from start to finish in this movie. Like, she is Agreed. 100% committed to this role. Yes. And, uh, you know, when she's upset, I'm upset. Yeah. You know, and even when she when she screams at, at Jake or... 
or when the, the big battle's happening and the the animals decide to to help protect the planet and she's like hey well i heard you i'm like oh my god like i'm getting all choked up and the music's playing and it's incredible and for me that's that's a, a great movie experience you know I, I don't get that feeling too often i get it when i watch rudy when i watch like return of the king you know things like that where it just totally just shakes me to my core and i'm I am 100% on board for the movie, and and it's things like that. When when I felt that in my seat, and even when I was just watching on my couch, whatever last week, it it all happened again, and I was like, I felt like a frog in my throat, and I was like, oh my god, I can't take it. And that's that's powerful stuff, man. And I and I love that, you know, whatever. Ten years later, I still get that same result watching it. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm not gonna disagree with you, and and that's the greatest thing about film is it's so subjective and and people can experience things differently and that goes that plays a big part into what makes you know a movie quote-unquote good i'm gonna argue with you and say this is not a good movie but i agree with you that all those things are are really really a sight to see and it's part of the experience of, of seeing this film um the the soundtrack for me it wasn't as as intense as it might have been for you, um, it seems sometimes out of place, but I really did think that it fit for the most part. So I'm not going to completely trash this movie because... At, <laughs> who at, did the music? Was it Horner? Is that who did the it, music? It might have been. He, he's done a lot of work with Cameron, I believe. But um, let me look. Hold Blythe. Blythe. Hold Blythe. Blythe. Um, it's, we'll ja- it's, it's James Lipton. Uh I don't, so. <laughs> I don't have. I think James Cameron did the music. It doesn't have <laughs> yeah, on his keyboard. <laughs> uh, under the ocean. God. Yeah. Oh, whales. He he conducted whales while he was robbing graves from the Titanic. Yes, it was it was James Horny, right. um, our horny boy. Um, so I'll agree with you that that seeing that kind of stuff happen and Zoe Saldana was was fantastic. I mean, she was one of the best parts of this movie, um, and that goes into uh cameron's groundbreaking visuals um the facial let's just call it recognition whatever cgi um showing their different emotions and um how they can actually talk it put you in there fully immersed you and it didn't seem like it was some low budget the scorpion king or something you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) like you know how bad that cgi was like this actually they felt real and so it suspended that kind of disbelief for the entire film. So I thought that that was really cool because I did feel immersed in into the world of Pandora. And I loved the scenes when they're walking around and he's like touching the, the lily pads and stuff and they're turning, they're lighting up. I mean, oh, I love it's, that. It's like Fantasia. It, exactly. It's beautiful. I mean, what doesn't Universal Studios have like a, a Pandora world or Disney world or something like that? They have a Pandora world in Florida. Um, or at least I thought they did. Um, but like that's that's yeah, it's at the Animal Kingdom in Disney World. There you go. Th- like that is, that alone is is incredible. But you take all that away and you strip it down, you're left with a subpar movie at best. <laughs> um, it's, you take it away. Take all those visual effects away. You look at the mocap. You look at, at Jake Sully, and you're just like, this movie sucks. Jake Sully. Uh, so. You can do both and not sacrifice the story is what I'm trying to say. So, Justin, do you like the Planet of the Apes movies? The Yes. The, the reboots. The reboots. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I, I'm talking. Wait, I'm the ta- Mark Wahlberg one? Or no, the no, one no, no, with... <laughs> no, no. That no, wasn't no. good. Is no. there a soul in there? Ice no. man? No, I'm talking about... Um, uh, no, the Andy Circus. Yes, one? the Andy Circus ones. Do you enjoy those? Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, okay, but see, all right. Here's the thing. I, I can tell you why I love those movies, and that is because I am a super mega hardcore animal lover. And when I look at Caesar's face, I just see just this beautiful being and i just want to just be his best friend (laughs) it's so weird but when i look in his eyes i'm like oh my god i'm in love with this chimp (laughs) so Um. (laughs) for me it's so powerful that i love the character 
that I just want to be along for that journey from start to finish. So, yes, I love those movies. Right. And I think that's what what uh, Saldana does is is she's just you see her pain like when I see you, Zach. Oh, ooh, thank you. Hey, again, you. again with your crazy webcams. Um, so you see her pain when, when certain things happen, like when uh, the tree, I can't remember the tree's name, when it falls over and explodes, like you see them crying and their despair and all that. And they capture that so, so well. Um, Andy Circus. And I'm switching back to Planet of the Apes. I thought that he deserved a Oscar nomination for Rise of the Planet. Or was it Rise? Is the final one? Um, he Battle? was. In, uh, <laughs> war, I think it's War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it's War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, he was fantastic in that movie. Um, and that was Rumble, that was, Rumble that was, for the Planet. <laughs> <laughs> Cage match for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Hell in a Cell for Planet of the Apes. <laughs> that was um, a, an incredible performance, um, but they didn't sacrifice the story. The story was set up really well, and it was very heartfelt, and you were very into it. And I think that Avatar could have done that, but they... I'll give Cameron the credit for capitalizing on this technology, like we were seeing earlier, with 3D that was you know, the tech of the future, which is now completely... Like null and void. Do they even show 3D movies anymore? Um, maybe. <laughs> like, remember when they had 3D TVs and those were like the big thing for oh, yeah. for, for like, like 20, 20 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Best yeah. Buy then had a like. That's pretty much why Best Buy went under. I'm just I'm speculating there. I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, right. I don't know. I don't do the 3D thing. I do regular D. Yeah. 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 You do. <laughs> a Jaws 3D. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, D- um, what's his name? Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Dennis Quaid wants coffee. <laughs> um, so what what I was saying earlier about the IP for this, so they are slated to do four more sequels right. to Avatar. I'm actually now, podcasting from the line to buy tickets for Avatar <laughs> Part Four. Yeah, and it, there's probably one person in line because it's going to be garbage. <laughs> I mean. Justin, how much more do you think that they can do with this? I don't know, man. Like, I'm... like what, what, what other storylines are they going to scrap? So here's, it... here's the thing, though. We can't sell Cameron short. The man knows how to make a motion picture show. But he has an incredible resume. You know, he's got The Abyss, True Lies, Aliens, Terminator, Terminator 2, uh, Titanic, and Avatar. So it's like one of those things where I get that it seems really, really, really weird that there's going to be a two, a three, and a four of Avatar. Like, we should be done with this whole universe. But I can't, you know, not back this horse. I feel like he knows what he's doing. He has an incredible track record. And we would be doing ourselves a disservice by not thinking he can't deliver on this. So, yeah. It, it, I mean, yes, he has a great track record. And I'll give him that. I thought all. Titanic was going to fucking just sink and tank at the box office. It did. It did yeah. sink, though. And, and, and it, it did it. It made it. It made a billion dollars. I'm like, how is this even possible? And, and he did it. I can't. Because of that, I am never going to doubt Cameron again. Yeah, he might have some really weird choices, but he obviously knows what he's doing. And I am just going to choose to accept that he thinks he has a good idea. So I might as well give him the three hours that he deserves for each one of these movies. Yeah. I mean, I guess it just kind of depends on what I see for like a trailer. Um, because I, sometimes I can't be sold on something until I see a trailer. Sometimes I'm really excited about something, even just hearing the, the idea of it. But I, 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 I'm not, I'm right now. I'm not as jazzed about seeing this because I don't think you can do much more with, with something like this. I could be completely wrong and I'd love to be completely wrong, but I'm never wrong, Justin. I'm never wrong. So I don't know about all that. <laughs> um you were wrong about Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> that movie sucks. Um what? so <laughs> you the, bought stickers. I know they the, the stickers are really cool and <laughs> it's it's just kind of funny and I like doing that ale for love. <laughs> ale for love. Um he so <laughs> His, his his thing is like he 
I, I almost feel though, like he's setting himself up to fail. He he blew his load on this one, and oh. now he has to do something crazy for the next one. Now, to back what you were saying, I'm going to compare this to Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible movies. Those have only gotten better with his age and with each one. So I could be wrong, and Cameron You're could be always wrong. I'm always right. You Don't be crazy. Original qualifying. I'm <laughs> always I'm always right. Don't be crazy. Um, be like I would honestly say Fallout was the best Mission Impossible movie. That movie was freaking phenomenal. Yeah, and and they just keep ad- he, they keep advancing. Now, if Cameron can do something like that, blow us away again with visuals, like basically the they come out of the screen and they take us into the digital world. Oh, um, that I would stay have... tuned with John Ritter. Oh, dude, I love that movie. We should do that movie next. One percent right. <laughs> uh, of the population that have seen it. Uh, excuse me, two percent. Um, but <laughs> 2% yeah, percent milk, percent milk. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he he blew his load on this on on all this, and he he put all of his money in the visuals, and I mean, yeah, they were great, and he made a lot of money. But I guess he doesn't lose in that situation. <laughs> in my mind, he loses though. I I just I can't I can't see myself being like, hey, let's definitely watch Avatar again. I mean, it was it was cool to watch it on my like sweet fancy TV, but no, I mean, it just was something that I'd be like, pass. Pass and more pass. <laughs> um, one thing I, do, I did want to bring up too. So, what did you? You talked earlier about how it's a very good message for like the environment and and our natural resources and everything like that, and not um, abusing them like like we do on a typical basis because we're Americans, right? Um, yeah. Did you think, though, that it was kind of paradoxical that Cameron made this movie about protecting our resources um, and avoiding excess, unnecessary excess, um, <laughs> but yet he makes, one of, he makes a film with one of the largest budgets of all time and makes an exuberant, exuberant amount of money? You gotta spend money to make money. But don't you think that's <laughs> a little bit, like, paradoxical? <laughs> to uh, what to what he's trying to do there? I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's making a glo- a global message, and clearly everyone around the planet saw this freaking movie because of the two point seven billion dollars and two billion of that coming from everywhere else other than the United States. So I don't know. It's a small price to pay, I guess, to get your message across. Is it though? I I think so. Can I borrow? Uh... Can I borrow a couple million dollars from you, Justin? I don't have, but if I did, absolutely. Okay, thanks, man. Where can I pay you back? You don't have it's a gift. Ooh. <laughs> Is that from Gaia? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet. I'll just uh, can I can my tail touch yours, my ponytail? Yes. <laughs> can touch ponytails. <laughs> Now we're talking. If you, any three ponytails is gonna cost you. Two is free, but three is gonna cost you. Yeah, that is kind of weird. How it's like they're little. They're uh, sex. They're, it's like their auxiliary port on their body. <laughs> <That's> fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the visual. Oh, where is that, man? I'm, ne- I'm never going to pl- plug these headphones in again. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they do. Um, I, won't complete, I won't spend my entire time completely bashing this movie, though. Um, but uh, I did think the the one scene that will always stick with me that i thought was so freaking amazing was when um jake uh goes and he has to wrangle an ikron the banshees the flying banshees oh yeah um and he you know they climb up that crazy cloud mountain and he goes to find one and, and um zoe saldana's character tells him you know like hey you have to find the right one and how do you, how do I know it's the right one? They'll want to kill you. And that whole scene was so cool because of the colors, the visuals, um, just the fact that he's like, "All right, here, here it is. I have to tame this thing, and then it's gonna be mine." <laughs> like yeah. it was, it was so freaking awesome. And I mean, flying is one of the most free feelings anyone could ever have. And I just, I mean, I if I if whenever I get asked what super superpower would you have, it'd be flight usually because i think it'd just be awesome because i would just avoid fights and i'd fly away or you know i'd save a (laughs) a bunch of money on travel um but i thought that that scene was incredible um and that 
that salvaged the entire movie for me, I guess you could say, enough for me to to be like okay with with this film, if that makes any sense. Sure. Yeah. It still doesn't make it a good movie, but I, I think that it makes it a like pretty mediocre film. I like uh, flying too. I got a I got a blimp in my backyard. That is not accurate, <laughs> but yeah. Um uh and, and you know like I think what um, it was, I guess it was just that feeling of assimilation when he, he finally gets to learn how to fly and, and the pure, the pure freedom of flying. It just was superb. That's what that felt to me. Um, right. What did you think about the, the battle scenes? So the, the humans versus the Navi, how did you think that that was handled on a James Cameron scale? How did you think that that was handled? Well, there's a lot going on. There's the there's the flying combat, there's the hand-to-hand combat, and then there's sort of the the two armies just kind of running at each other and getting shot. It's like in you know you mentioned uh, Last Samurai earlier where samurais bring swords to a gunfight and it's yeah. kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Um there's definitely a lot of that. Um it's it's almost like they're being set up to fail. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're bringing sticks and stones to a gunfight and that's not gonna work. <laughs> gonna have break, a bad time. They break bones, Justin. Yeah, that's true. Six and stones. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, it seems a little weird. Like you know, I like I like all the. I prefer the 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 gathering of the troops over the actual battle. Like um, when they're flying around and getting the support from all the the Navi around the the planet i think that's pretty cool but once the fighting starts um it's it's not that great i don't think see and and that was a huge issue for me i mean i i think that the the war death scenes were just they were so unnecessary um you know you just had the navi get completely like obliterated with um their their home being blown up that giant tree being blown up and you were really, they were at their low point right there. You know, they were kicked out of their home and they had to find a new place. So they go to their, you know, holy site. Um, Jake Sully comes in and rallies the troops and he is now the, um, what's it called? Tuk, Tuk, Tuk? Or what's the giant? I don't know, like Rock, Rockdo or? Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like the rock. So he, 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 find, he finds <laughs> the rock. The, yeah, the rock. Um, Great. The Scorpion Buck, King. Buck He's riding the Scorpion. He's riding the Scorpion King, um, and that that was like that was awesome. And he rallies the troops, and he has this really uplifting speech. And you're like, sweet, all the other tribes are coming, um, and it's gonna be awesome. And they're finally gonna get some some vengeance, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. Turns out that it's just bullets, and they are destroying them. Like the the death scene when all the the they're not horses but you know like the horse-like creatures that they have yeah. that um one tribe that has them and they're running through the jungle with um norm and they're taking on the mech suits and the other guys they get mowed down and that didn't seem like it progressed the story at all like it made it sad and made it we, us realize that yeah these guns are are you're bringing sticks and stones to a gunfight i mean we already knew that why why put that in there it didn't do much to the story at all um i i mean i think it's just to show that they're outgunned and that we as humans can destroy everything but i think we're the worst but i think we got that though with a lot of like the the missiles blowing up things and them trying to shoot the the airplanes with bow and arrows i mean I, i feel like the purpose of that was to show that you know we we are the worst. We will kill everything. And it was the the plan. The whole movie. She's trying to show Jake that all life is special, and that you know whether it be the trees, the bugs, the monsters, whatever. All life is connected to the point where the planet was suffering so much that it fought back in a in a. Mark Wahlberg happening since. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? <laughs> what's what's happening? Is it and, is it the wind? <laughs> and unlike Earth, you know, the, Pandora will not be destroyed by humans. 
I don't know. I, that's just how I interpreted it. Like <sighs> we, we had to be at that. We had to be so low and so terrible that a planet had to had to take arms and just fuck us in the face. Fucking white people. Not I mean, we suck. This um, guy knows what I'm talking about. This guy knows what I'm talking about. Um, this, so I, I I did think that there were some solid fights. Like I really did like Stephen Lang in this movie, and I liked. Oh um, man, his, he's just, he's badass. I know, um, he just doesn't stop, man. Talk about no. Terminator. That guy is like a Terminator, man. He oh just yeah, will not stop. Well, and and so I really liked his um his battle at the end when he fought both Jake and Natiri. Um, and just all, all, all the stuff that was encompassed with that, you know, like Natiri had that giant uh, panther-like thing uh, that he was fighting, and he pulls out his, his knife, you know, and he's, like, fighting it. That was, that was really, really cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, other than that, there really wasn't much going on. Uh, I was really pissed that Michelle Rodriguez's character died because she literally was just like, you're not the only one with a gun, bitch, or something, and then doesn't do anything. Right. <laughs> she goes behind a rock and then gets blown up and i'm yeah, like kind of weird what what was that what was the point of that right um i'm sure there was more to it it just got cut the movie's already like 60 hours long see but that's what i mean is they shouldn't have to do that they cut the wrong stuff if you're gonna go with something i would have rather her died off screen then or something i mean like right. don't she got she got the black lung <laughs> that's <what Right>. she, died. <laughs> she was quite a smoker <laughs> <laughs> so I just it it, it 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 was it was stupid. I it made no sense why they why they had that in there. So yeah. Um, another thing too that I noticed that came in this film and um, well, Justin, do you know what the white hero complex is? No. Um, kind of a made up term, but essentially uh, how. The actually, let me get you a, a book definition because it'll be easier to ex, to read it and explain it this way um, instead. So, the white savior is a cinematic trope in which a white character rescues rescues non-white characters from unfortunate circumstances. So, I use the movie like The Last Samurai as an example of a a, a good film where this story can happen. Um, that uses the white hero complex though, which I don't like. It, or even like Last of the Mohicans, even though I guess technically he is native because he was born into that. But you have this white hero who it's like, oh, oh, we uh, people of color are um, we are the indigenous and we are the ones who need saving from a white, usually male. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, that's done a lot in films. So that's interesting with- because, you know. When we say Last Mohicans, that was written by James Fenimore Cooper, and mm-hmm. that's that's like eighteen hundreds. I know American writing. I know, I mean, right? I mean, that, it goes back a long way. Obviously. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but we see we see the white hero complex and the white the white savior essentially in in a lot of those those films, and it's it's something that is just like why do we have to have that, right? Um. It doesn't. It doesn't help the story really in any way, and it doesn't uh, make it better. You can achieve all these things with a um, with a African American male lead or an African American female lead. Um, this movie, yes, was ten years ago, and so I don't think they had as much pull as they do now, especially with what's going on in Hollywood. Um, but films like Black Panther blew those doors off and now you can do that kind of stuff so my hope for avatar two three four five six seven eight nine ten whatever he decides to make is he expands a little more and 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 gets beyond that um do you have thoughts on that at all i i hope that you're right and i hope that avatar two three four five six seven eight nine ten have a a much more diverse uh cast and and you know protagonists I think that that is an interesting point. Yeah, and it's it's very valid. So I mean, and because I look at movies like, and so like I liked La La Land. I liked it because I like all the pageantry and the flying and the magic. Um, flying and the magic. <laughs> um, but uh, if you look at everything like, like with Sebastian, um, he's like a jazz mu- musician and he has all these roots. Why could that not have been a, a black male playing Sebastian? Like that easily could have been an African American male and been awesome. 
Um, so we, we just, you know, Avatar's not the only one that will use this white hero complex. Um, I just think that Hollywood as a whole needs to get better at that. And I would expect someone like Cameron to, who's constantly breaking barriers, pushing buttons, doing that kind of stuff to know that he's a, he's a man ahead of his time. He needs to put his money where his mouth is with that, with the story. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that that was a pretty glaring thing to me the more and more I thought about it um, with the film. So there's also no suspense. Did you <laughs> did you did you have any did you feel at any time like you were on the edge of your seat or biting your fingernails? If you do that, I mean, did you at all feel any suspense? Um, well, I would say that there were. I was nervous a couple of times, <laughs> like uh, when uh, his body was, his avatar was laying there and she was trying to wake him up because yeah. the the nothing was coming. <laughs> the bulldozer was coming. Sorry, nothing is never in story. And um, that had me nervous, I suppose. But I think ultimately it was the... The bad guy that really just creeped me out. What's his name again? Lang? Stephen yeah. Lang? Uh, yeah. The Colonel. Um, totally totally getting Terminator vibes from that guy. Like, There's a part in, in Terminator when, when Kyle Reese says, you know, it can't be reasoned with, it doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear, and it absolutely will not stop ever until you're dead. That is his character, man. He is yeah. he's ruthless. Yeah. And, and I... I Hate is a strong word, but I hate that guy. <laughs> Not yeah. the actor, the character. <laughs> he is a very unlikable man. He's the Dolores Umbridge of military generals or military yeah. sergeants. He's a colonel. Colonel Sanders. He's, he's the Colonel Sanders of Pandora. <laughs> and that's um, not good. <laughs> that is not good. <laughs> In fact, it is the opposite of good. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I just don't think that I, I had any moments like like you were saying, yeah, like the Terminator, he's ever looming and, and he will not stop. He's he's relentless and tenacious and he will find you and he will kill you. Um, and that was cool that Stephen Lang did that, but they didn't use him enough in it. It just seemed that Jake had this. He had Giovanni Ribisi and Stephen Lang both on his ass. But it wasn't something like a "I have to get out of here now" sort of thing. It's right. oh, we're we're gonna s- sneak away, excuse me, to our romantic tryst up in the cloud mountains so we can get our VR porn fix. Right. Um, it. I see it, that. It just didn't seem like a super suspenseful. Um. I mean, and again, um, I do. I honestly do feel like at the end of the day, it's a combination of the visuals, the music. And just this fantastical world that really puts a smile on my face when I watch this movie. I, I agree. Yes. It does have its its flaws, and there are plenty of them. But even when they're all as like a collective, and they're singing, and they're praying, and celebrating, and they kind of have like this sort of arm stretch orgy thing going on, um, <laughs> I, I think it's really powerful stuff. Like, I, I really get into that. I think that's so cool. And, uh, you know, the, the Fantasia elements with the with the plants lighting up as they walk across them. Uh, so many of those little things add up to one big thing for me to where I ultimately enjoy this movie and, and think it's good. So, Justin, did you like the Ewoks and the Forest Moon of Endor? Heck yeah, man. But at the same time, remember, I was a child when that came out. Yeah. So, so that, I, that has a lot to do with it. I can see that. I, I absolutely adore Return of the Jedi. That's, that's one of my favorites. I mean... Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars movie. Sure, but but I would be damned if I would not say that I did not absolutely love Return of the Jedi. It for me, it was everything. It was Luke Skywalker becoming a man and and saving the day, and and I could relate to that. I loved that he was my hero when when he's goes to save Han and and he signals to R two to spit out my goddamn lightsaber, <laughs> and then he just goes to town. Yeah. That was just, I was over the moon with that. So, Bo- for, Boba- for me, Jedi is amazing. Boba Fett flies into the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he finally uses the jetpack and nothing. <laughs> but, but see, and that's the thing, right? As a kid, I, I ate that movie up. If I was an adult, 
I I might feel pretty badly about it. I might say, you know what, that movie sucks, but it will forever have a special place in my heart, and I will always enjoy the shit out of Return of the Jedi. So, I mean, yeah, like this, from a experience, a pure experience, this movie is awesome. Um, I did like the nods to, like, the Blade Runner style real world when you see when it opens and you see Jake Sully in what could be like San Francisco, what could be Japan, what could be anything, right? Uh, it's very like Blade Runner esque, and I think Sir Ridley Scott kind of set the precedent for most of those futuristic cities that we still see nowadays. Um, but uh, visually, this this film was awesome. Like it was a cool experience. Um, I'm always going to remember the the times that I went to see this in 3D and how cool it was when it came out. Um, and so I'll never take that away from this film. But with that being said, when I look back at it, and as my adult mind has matured, it's just it is just not a great movie. It is <laughs> very very mediocre. Um, the acting is so bad, so bad. Um, and, and just like I said, everything else, I mean, the, the story suffers too much. Uh, they, the white hero complex thing becomes a nuisance, and he focuses on style over substance just a, a, a quite a bit too much. Um, I'm intrigued to see what he can do. I'll give him a second chance. Um, maybe not a third, fourth, or fifth chance, but I will give him, <laughs> I'll give him a second chance and see what happens. Because you are right, Mr. Cameron is pretty goddamn smart and he's produced some of my most favorite movies of all time um i mean shit dude even true lies like i was saying earlier i, I love that love movie. true lies i love that movie so much i think I it's bill paxton's like greatest role <laughs> ever and it's it's barely anything uh, but he just he just knocks it out of the park though that's a pretty big that's a pretty big statement man oh man he he sells that fucking used car salesman as as someone who used to be a used car salesman <laughs> i'm telling you right now fucking bill paxton kills it <laughs> what about uh dude what about weird science <laughs> oh, chet is great he keeps you die i love chet, it chet is great so yeah i mean it's I, I i i'll give him the chance of of redeeming himself from something like this um i i don't think there's any redemption required it I, made 2.7 billion dollars it changed the way motion capture is done to where it's it is like almost real time how they're able to to see their rendering that is incredible yes yes he he is he is a pioneer filmmaker and at the end of the day fast forward 50 years from now we're gonna say holy shit james cameron was an incredible filmmaker and you cannot take that away from him i'm gonna take it away from him nope you can't do it this ain't the goonies you ain't taking coins out of no well (laughs) cameron is amazing one uh James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, that's uh I mean that's that's pretty much all I got, man. Um definitely if you guys watch this, just watch it on a big TV, uh get the Blu-ray disc there <laughs> on your or, phone. <laughs> on your phone <laughs> or watch it on the uh get it on that four K. Um this is a film that just needs to be viewed in in all its full glory it is it's a beautiful movie um not the greatest movie at all by any no, stretch but it's, it's still not, it's, not it's even just, not even good but it's um, an incredible feat of motion picture magic yeah so you see where you see where we both stand in this so Justin, i'm hoping that i kind of uh showed you a few different reasons why this just didn't do it for me um yeah i mean i definitely understand where you're coming from but, uh, I mean, I'm right, so. I don't know. Sounds to me like you hate natives, and all you want is your unobtainium. <laughs> oh, dude, I have enough unobtainium. I, <laughs> I, I just had a little bit earlier. It was, it was filling. <laughs> dude, it's in the water, man. <laughs> awesome, man. What, uh, it's, I think it's your turn to pick for next time. Is it? Thank uh, God. Yeah, do you have anything off the top of your, your noggin there? Or um, do you want to do another poll or anything like that? On the so, Twitterverse. So I was kind of thinking Total Recall, but oh but, fuck yeah, <laughs> but but not not in the sense of arguing, but perhaps maybe 
explaining why the movie is as amazing as it is, especially considering it is, you know, an adaptation from uh, Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick, yes. Mr. Philly K. D. And I just think that that movie is incredible, and I want to talk about it. And I know you're very passionate about it. It is, it is your big trouble in Little China in a lot of ways. And uh, I, I love the movie, and I really just want to want to pick your brain about it. I have questions, yeah, and uh, I'm sure you have answers. Oh, I got man. Q's. You got A's. <laughs> I got, I got all the A's. Yeah, I, uh, I love that movie, man. Um, I, so yeah, I mean, right off the bat, you're not gonna get any argument from me. Um, I think it would be a nice way to explore it because there there are a lot of questions about the movie. Um, I do remember like one of the first times that I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" And I was terrified because it's it has a lot of strong Verhoeven visuals, right? Yes. You know, where very violent. Just, yeah, like like RoboCop. First time I saw RoboCop again, Verhoeven, right? I was just like, "What the fuck did I watch?" I am mortified right now. But as I got older and again appreciated movies, I was like, "This is so fucking good." Um, so there's a, there's a cut out there that is um, the super mega ultra violent cut where it was too violent to be shown in theaters, so it had to be scaled down. We should try to find that somehow. If I yeah. can, if I can find it, maybe we can just watch it together. Uh, Robocop had one too, and the Criterion Collection released that version. Ooh, and uh, uh, it's incredible. I have it, the, but I don't. The, I don't have Total Recall. The Criterion Collection it has a streaming service now, and you can pay. I think it's I think it's like six ninety nine a month or whatever for the collection, and you get to see all the movies that are Criterion, which is pretty freaking awesome. Does Total Recall so, have a Criterion collection? <laughs> I doubt it, but that'd be that'd be really cool if it did. I don't know. I could check. So, um, yeah. Moss. I saw that in the theater too. Get the Moss. I love the movie. Oh, I fucking love it. So. All right. So I want to do that. I I have a lot of questions. I think it'll be fun to 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 discuss that movie maybe we'll even do some um make a game out of it and do some total recall trivia and throw it your way and see how you uh hold up Ooh, i hope i can do well i think i can do well. i'm sure you'll knock it out of the park so sweet man well thank you for listening to the don't be crazy podcast uh remember to follow us on twitter at db crazy pod at edgy armo because he's the edgiest armenian i've ever known and at Zach Dale sixty, Zach with an H and a Z. Because <laughs> I think it's not a Z. I don't know. Where you can share your thoughts with us, and we'll discuss them on our show. Heck, you can even tell us what movie you think we should do. We're gonna do Total Recall for this. <laughs> yeah. um, you get no say. <laughs> go ahead and hit us up on that Twitter, or that Facebook there. Just please, all we ask is, don't be crazy. Thank you for listening. I see you.